The Bitcoin Group, the American original. For over the last 10 seconds, the sharpest Satoshis, the best Bitcoins, the hardest cryptocurrency talk. We'd like to welcome our panelists, Dan Eve, the Crypto Raptor. Welcome to the Bitcoin Revolution. Ben Ark from LN Bits. Hello. Ugly Old Goat from UglyOldGoat.com. Hollow, hollow, hollow. Save, save, save. Build a build a build a sound money, sound money. Martine Wishmare from General Bytes. Hello, Bitcoin. And I'm Thomas Hunt from the World Crypto Network. Moving on to issue one. Issue one Bitcoin price rises despite US crackdown as crypto market gains $84 billion in value. Crypto markets rose on Thursday, shrugging off a tougher regulatory stance from the U.S. government. Bitcoin gained 2%, up to $24,500, while Ethereum was up 1.2% to $1,679. There are increasing signs that the market bottomed last November and has turned bullish. Dan Eve, what do you think about the price of Bitcoin? Well, you see, I didn't listen to my own advice and start uh, dollar cost averaging. So I'm still waiting for the drop and it didn't happen. So now I'm even more sour. So forget about the price because that's irrelevant. What's really interesting is that it's, it's 13 months until the next halvening. And, uh, and the hash rate has just hit an, an insane 342 exo hashes, which is just absolutely nuts. And to, to put it into context, in, in this uh, today, last year, February... Uh, 17th, 2022, the hash rate was about 188 exahashes, which means it's increased by 82%. So, you know, whilst the price is kind of fluttered around the, the, the 18 to 25 zone, um, the, the hash rate, and, and again, as we're saying, the security of the network has just increased incredibly. Um, and the difficulty at the moment is at 39.1 uh, 39 trillion, which is just insane. And like these numbers you would have never thought of when, you know, certainly when I first started mining in 20, in 2013, you know, 342 exahashes, incredible. So yeah, boo on price because I didn't stock up on more and uh, and, and yay on the, the network going and strengthening and, and cementing itself as the, you know, the most solid network on earth. Ben Ark has Bitcoin and crypto found a bottom. Yeah, I mean, it, it always bottoms a little bit higher than you think it's going to bottom, doesn't it? So you, you hold on to your cash and then you're like, right, I'm going to wait till it gets to $10,000. And then it doesn't quite make it. And it goes, poof, and then goes up. And then you've, you've still sat in cash waiting for it to bottom. And everyone else is getting all excited and FOMOing and the price is going up. So yeah, I, I think it bottom man. I think this, this uh, a lot of it's... This, this pumps off the back of the, the, the news about in, inflation slowing down and people a little bit scared, less scared with their, their money. So more traders are going into something like Bitcoin. And then um, also the ordinal stuff's filling up blocks and, and people are talking about Bitcoin again. And even if you're not into the ordinal NFT stuff, like it's in the, the news. So people are hearing about it via osmosis, you know, it's there. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like the bottom was in and now we make that slow ascent to... The 250k baby ugly old goat is the bottom in are all our troubles over 
Well, you know, I will guide everyone to my January 3rd article, which I covered it completely. So price uh, and fundamentals and uh, uh, technical do all work together. And everything pointed that uh, that was the bottom there in December. And uh, so I did load my boat up. Uh, in January and happened to be number two in the BitMEX trading contest. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly outlined why the bottom was in. It took a little bit longer than I expected. That was a six months down there, but it's pretty well reversed. And now it's just a question. Are we going to hang in here a little bit a while? Or are we going to catch everybody with their pants down and run up to 40,000 before we <laughs> before we know it? RT and Wishman, I'm overwhelmed by positivity. Are you also positive about this market? Uh, I'm pretty much. Uh, I'm kind of having some audio issues. Check your microphone. Oh. Is it on the right mic? Yeah, it's my beard muffling the sound. Is this better? Uh, it's still kind of like uh, robot voicey. Eight bit, eight bit, Martin. No, this is this is the same mic I always use. I'll try the other one. Um, I can't really, uh, but it's really that bad. It's kind of like an Atari game, like it has that um, in and out sound quality. It's like it's like the first uh, Tron film. It's good. I like it. Carry on. You can hear what you say. Is it better retro. now? Okay, it's oh, better now. Better. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I'm pretty much unmoved by all this price action because uh, um, you know people can like you can wake me up when there's a new all time high. Until that happens, uh, I'm I'm not even looking at the price. Uh, what I understood is that the new price hike, recent price hike, was because of uh, lots of people shorting, expecting the price to drop, and then it didn't. So you know everybody was scrambling to get some bitcoins to pay off their loans, uh, their short positions, and that caused the price to go up. So I I, I don't really you know for me it's all like a bit of a casino i think it's best to just uh you know lay low keep stacking those sets no matter what the price is just make sure you buy some sets every now and then and um and yeah the new all-time high will take a while but eventually it will will get there let's all cry some tears for the shorters getting wrecked and now predicting against the magic bitcoin ball the greatest predictor in all of bitcoin history Dan, Eve, will the price of Bitcoin be higher or lower this time next week? Higher. Ben Ark, higher or lower? Higher. Ugly old goat, it's all positive. Higher or lower? No, I, I, you got to go with the trend. The trend just, just reversed, guys. He's going lower. Martin, will you go higher or lower? Definitely lower. And now we ask the ball. Remember, shaking the ball can cause bubbles. Will the price of Bitcoin be higher this time next week? Concentrate and ask again. Concentrate and ask again. The ball doesn't always give answers. Moving on to issue two. Issue two, SEC complaint says Do Kwan transferred 10,000 Bitcoin from Terra to a Swiss bank. Feds allege that the Terraform Labs founder converted the Bitcoin to cash and has withdrawn more than $100 million since June of last year. Ben Ark, the scammers are back in the news again. What do you think about the SEC going after Do Kwan from Terra and Luna Labs? 
I mean, it's it's to be expected. If you've watched that uh, Bernie Madoff documentary on, on Netflix, this is someone who was held up as like a financial wizard and a cornerstone of the legacy financial system, and yet he was able to run away with like $40 billion or something over decades. So why in our gray market would you not expect that some people are just going to seize the opportunity and scam people out of their Bitcoin um, and then and then use obviously use the banking system to try and get the Bitcoin out, um, which he's done with this through a Swiss bank. So yet another big Bitcoin scammer story, someone who's able to kind of be at the apex of the, the, the scanning game and they're going to have more. It's never going to end. Um, I'm not sure how you solve that problem because clearly, you know, regulation and all that stuff doesn't work because you still end up with a Bernie Madoff. Um, so, yeah, just one in a long run of, of, of scammers who are going to exist definitely in our grey market and will always exist in any financial market. Ugly old goat, they said their stable coin was stable and now 10,000 Bitcoin and more are missing. Well, the solution is not the SEC. The SEC should be abolished. Uh, my mentor, E.C. Harwood, he said the gr three greatest swindles of all time in order are number one, inflation. Number two is entitlements. And number three is regulation. And this is a classic example. You know what? The market, I don't know about you guys, but I was immune to all this. I wasn't fooled by any of it. And so it's really in, and I, SEC didn't help any of us. We figured it out on our own. And that's what we do. We educate people. They're not going to listen to us until they learn some hard lessons. That's just the way life is. But to big, big a bring a big policeman in uh, that's swinging, he's going to wind up swinging at us and not swinging at the people that, that need the regulation. Cause the people, just like we saw with FTX, they're going to pay off the politicians uh, as long as they can. And, uh, you know, no matter what the government creates, problems they create, they always wind up blaming on somebody else. And so uh, the SEC is the problem and not the solution. Martin Wishmayer, it seems like they've closed the barn door, but all the cows have gone. Yeah, who would have expected that uh, somebody who launches a coin called Terra and another one called Luna, as in moon, you know, you get it, get it, Earth, moon, would run off, run off with all the money, you know, and who would, could have seen that one coming? I mean, really, people who invested in that junk, uh, they don't deserve any better. They were just chasing high yields and profits, and now they're all surprised that uh, the guy did a rug pull and he's trying to... Uh, to launder the money. I first via Dubai, then he, he went to Serbia, from what I understood. And now he's using a Swiss bank account because, you know, the Swiss bank accounts worked for the Nazis during World War II. So they probably work for him too. So, oh, no, no, no. This is like, this is, this is, this is a classic example of a really, really Nazi scammer. And, you know, a stable coin or a coin called Terra or Luna, you wouldn't, well, poke it with your stick with a stick right you know no, no self-thinking individual would invest their hard-earned cash in such a junk coin yet still people poured in billions and billions and billions of dollars it's downright insane i mean really like people should have themselves blame themselves and 
And you know the, the fact that that the guy was able to to amass about ten thousand bitcoins. I mean, this is crazy. And this is one of the reasons why you should never leave your coins on a, on an exchange. Just buy Bitcoin and put them into cold storage. So even if the exchange you use you use is is playing with all the shit coins, because that's what they do. They're a shitcoin casino because they make money on their trades then your funds are not at risk because you withdrew them. An exchange is not a bank. And as long as people play the shitcoin casino, they will be, they will be victim of, 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 of you know, scams like this. So yeah, yeah. No, I was never really excited about Terra, Luna. And for the reason I'm not excited about most of the old this DeFi nonsense, because there's nothing finance about the DeFi. It's just a big fat Ponzi scheme. So yeah, okay, I don't know about the SEC, but it's good they crack down on it because it should be forbidden because Bitcoin is the only, only, only real coin in my opinion. This is my personal opinion. I don't do any of the shitcoin casino as I've told you before on this show, but uh, no, 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 no. They had it coming. Swiss bank accounts. They're good enough for the Nazis, just like they used to say in the ads. Dan Eve, is Do Kwan the greatest scammer or just a great scammer? He's definitely quite, um, you know, uh, what's the word, cocky about it. I think he even did an interview with Laura Shin. Um, I might have even been today, but uh, she she asked some very pertinent questions there about the, the downfall of, um, of Terra Luna. And uh, the fact that you know she asked about the, the faking the chai transaction data, which which you know had a significant sort of uh, contribution towards its uh, its bull run before the, the before the downfall, trying to get him to apologise, and uh, and then also like she's trying to find out where he is because as, as Martin said, he sort of skipped from country to country, and she's like, Are you in, in Singapore, and he's like, well, where I am is not even I'm not on the run, but where I am isn't quite you know relevant uh, where I uh, where, where I'm residing right now. Um, but even the SEC in their uh, in their sort of statement, the, the formal docs, they, um, they they mentioned Dokon's tweet saying that he would kick ass while investors sat back and, and watched the rewards roll in. I sort of paraphrase that, but um, he definitely said kick ass as the main thing. So, but it's sad, right? People people chase the money and and they lose, uh, you know, they're, they're chasing the high yields, as Martin said, and uh, it's sad when people lose money, even if it's to an obvious scam like you know Terra Terra Luna. Um, but ultimately, you shouldn't chase yields. You know, Bitcoin is the is the high yield, especially against you know in, inflation. You know, you don't you don't need to uh, you know sacrifice anything other than holding your your own keys and then not risk for your assets being taken. One never by someone else. Someone else. So I and I had to catch the five when. Um, Terror is like you know six cents or whatever Terra USD and then and then um, even lower than that uh, and now it's like 0.2 it's two cents two cents unfortunately right now so uh, yeah, sadness to all the people that tried to catch the falling USTC Terra knife as well. Dan's starting to go a little bit robot there with the internet, but it's a it's a very philosophical answer from Do Kwan. Wherever you go, there you are. Moving on to the exit question, we have exclusive information here from the Stanford Daily. The two Stanford academics are named among the SBF bail bond co-signers. Stanford Law School Dean Emeritus 
Larry Kramer, and Stanford senior research scientist Andreas Papke signed Sam Bankman-Fried's bail bombs as guarantors, according to court documents made public Wednesday afternoon. The two academics put up $500,000 and $200,000, respectively. Uh, this is still far less than the $250 million demanded by the judge, or even 10% of the 250 million, which would be 25 million in guarantees. Still, SBF is free watching the Super Bowl on his VPN, angering the judge instead of just purchasing a new United States-based uh, Super Bowl package. And also they say he's playing League of Legends, which they might take away from him. And they're worried that he's contacting other FTX staff members through Signal with disappearing messages. Ben Ark, what do you think about two more Stanford academics pulled under the bus of Sam Bankman Freed? It's a funny one, isn't it? Because like why there must be some legitimate reason as to why they would muddy their own names by supporting such an obvious scammer. And then it's it's well it's he was, like, he was a really good student in class. He raised his hand all the time, you know. That's like not signing enough. A, so they, signing they, a they, letter they, of recommendation. They but say like, they say they say it's they say he's like a family friend and then it's like, okay, well that kind of makes sense. Cause it's a privileged rich kid like takes everyone's money. And then, and maybe this is why he had all that backdoor access because he's from just some, you know, well-known American family, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's a very like legitimate, you know, scenario. Uh, the other scenario may be that they were involved in with trading or something, or I don't know. Um, I always remember when, uh, the cracking guy, what's his name, your mate, he said to me that uh, their, their most successful trader was a professor on cracking. And I always liked the idea of this professor, like, you know, just going home and slamming everyone in the, uh, in the trading. Um, but uh, I think probably the, 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 the first scenario is more likely that he's just kind of like, he's got ties, he's, got, he's a rich kid, and, um, and, and these people are going to come in and try and bail him out. You know, he's one of their own. Um, and this is why he was able to get to where he got to and just shows that, you know, even though he was touting like a new wave of technologies, uh, which are supposed to make a, a, a fairer world, that he was just going by one of the old legacy systems. And or it was one of these legacy institutions, one of these legacy families. And, um, and perhaps that's why he's where he is. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an odd move from them. There must be a good reason for it. Well, they have said that Kramer is a family friend and that they were helpful through uh, suffering through cancer. Uh, with the other guy, Papke, they said that he was involved in the effective altruism uh, that Sam was a big fan of. So these are, you know, longtime family friends. Um, but Ugly Old Goat, what do you think about them signing up to uh, get SBF off? Do we have such high, great ethics and character at Stanford that we just support the Tiger King of Madoff scammers? Well, the J Department of Justice and also the judiciary, but I'll primarily focus on the Department of Justice, is probably the most corrupt enterprise in the world. And it's it, all hidden and, and it's very difficult to unravel the beans. But I've been through the system and I do know how it operates. And uh, the uh, it is a corrupt system in the sense that even if you take someone who I think was wrongfully prosecuted, who was Arthur Hayes, 
he was treated much differently than the average person is. Uh, most of us, <clears throat> I've been through it, and I was considered both a flight risk uh, and a danger to the community. Of course, my ex-wife was telling me how dangerous I was to everybody. And, and uh, uh, of course, the police were up there uh, caught. In, anyway, I can't. It, it's so thoroughly corrupt. And, and my witnesses, actually, my son testified on my behalf, and he was called truant from the U.S. Attorney's Office and suspended from school. Well, that's a felony right there. You cannot retaliate against a federal witness, but it goes on all the time. Our, I knew this 20 years ago, and people are just waking up now. So, well, it's just the top of the FBI. No, it's not. The whole FBI is corrupt. And I've checked enough prisoner cases. The the drugs and the money never match, never. I examined probably close to 100 cases. And the honest FBI, ATF, FBI, whoever the agents are, only take the money. And the corrupt ones take the money and the drugs. But they never match. And it's a perfect game because if, if, the, if the criminal complains about it, uh, then his sentence gets up because, oh, you had more drugs? Okay, we'll give you more years. So it's kind of the perfect game. But it's so corrupt that I, I really, I hope the American people are waking up. That's why a, a lot of people think that America is going to fall. It's already fallen. You just don't realize it yet. It does seem like SPF is getting a lot of favorable treatment while many would be uh, in jail. He's at home playing video games, watching the Super Bowl. Martin Wishmare, what do you think about SBF and the two more Stanford academics who have signed up to stand with him? Yes, I, I, it continues to surprise me. This guy should be in jail and should not have access to any form of online communication because uh, that is, you know, how he did his crime. Um, there's lots of things that are just wrong here. Uh, and, and, and as Goat said, uh, Arthur, uh, like uh, Arthur Hayes from what was it, BitMEX, he, he was like immediately put in jail. Uh, well, this guy flies first class from the Bahamas, even takes his socks off in flight. I mean, and his shoes off. That should be prohibited by itself. Nobody takes their socks off in flight. That's like so rude. I mean, and he still walks free. How is this possible? You know, no, no, no. If you, if I would be the judge, he'd be in jail. Maybe give him an extra bar of soap, but no online access. Definitely not online. No online access. Dan, Eve, the real problem was the socks. The socks. <laughs> yeah, they should have made him wear two pairs of shoes on the plane, and uh, as a real punishment. Um, but no, it's, I, I'm with Martin. It's crazy how he still acts, has access to like you know he's online. He's he, these are the tools that he used to to defraud the the world. So you know to to treat him with such kid gloves in all these interviews and uh, and and to to not really come down hard on him like the criminal he actually is well clearly is allegedly is whatever. It's kind of he kind of admitted himself like that he missed mixed funds. So that's that's kind of a dead cert now. Um, but the bond itself is like a joke, you know, he, 
he gets to chill out in a you know sort of a you know, nice house with a swanky pool. He gets yeah, internet access. He he may have jeopardized it a bit, right, with this um, using a v, VPN to watch the Super Bowl or whatever he used it for. Um, but the fact yeah, that he's allowed to to have the internet, and we've got other people that um you know that that have uh, that, that are in in jail for far less crimes without without bail. So that's that's pretty sad. And don't they only have to pay the guarantors if he skips the country? Um, which makes it kind of, uh, you know, that's a bit of a, a farce, really. Um, but uh, ultimately, like Ben said, it's not good for the reputation of the, the guys from Stanford. Um, uh, and, you know, there's there's obviously lots of different theories of why uh, they, they put um, the, the money up for the bond. Um, but my favourite one is that if you see a picture of Andreas Pupka, uh, if that sounds pronounced, side by side with Sam Bankman-Fried, they pretty much look like they are father and son. <laughs> it's uh, it's quite obvious, and maybe that's possibly that's got something to do with the fact that uh, they're, they're putting their necks on the line. And then one guy's got got dirt on the other guy, so he's like, "Well, we might as well go into this together." But yeah, have a look at uh, have have a look at um, Andreas and Sam Bangman-Free side by side, and uh, and make your own judgment. It's been a fascinating case. We'll have to see how it turns out. Moving on, you can check out worldcryptonetwork.com where we've got 3,032 videos, more than three months, 14 days, and 13 hours of content. You could watch it straight for three months. Moving on to issue three, with Bitcoin integration, Nostr could redefine social media. A glorious article from Zero Hedge by Tyler Durden celebrating the Nostra or Notes and Other Stuff Relays protocol, which is allowing people to create a decentralized Twitter. As it says in the article, all the way at the end, the Nostra protocol provides a stark, simple contrast to the high levels of censorship and guardrails we're used to seeing which is what makes it an entirely separate entity from social media as we know it. Uh, we also, of course, talked about Nostra two years ago on the World Crypto Network with Ben Ark, uh, right here on February 7th, 2021, when Ben was working on it with Fiat Jeff. And Jimmy Song has just declared that it's as important as the computer, the internet, Bitcoin, and now Noster. So I think we'll go to Ben Ark first. Ben, what do you think about the growth of Noster? It's been adopted by Jack from Twitter and Snowden. It's trending constantly with 3,000 tweets behind it in the UK. Noster is taking over the world. Yeah, it's on a, it's on a rampage there, isn't it? Um, we had uh, Jack Darmy, Jack Darcy, God bless him. Like he, he, he really shelled it. I think when Elon Musk weaponized the, the, releasing of the, the, the Twitter documents. Um, and, uh, and then people start to think, well, you know, Elon Musk with, and then Elon Musk went and fired like a whole bunch of Jack Dorsey's friends. Jack Dorsey's like, okay, step up, here we go. Now, um, cause the, for the whole time that Jack Dorsey was running Twitter, he also had the, the blue sky initiative, which was to try and make a decentralized Twitter. Um, but obviously, you know, his VCs and investors would, wouldn't be too happy if he did that. So he couldn't really do it while in the job. Um, and he just needed a good excuse. Elon Musk gave him a good excuse to back a good project. And he looked at a bunch and then he found that Nostar was probably the, the most likely one to be able to succeed to give the world what it needs. And that's to make some of these 
services which are owned by big corporations, commons owned by users, um, and a protocol. Uh, and that's what Nostar is. It's not some other stuff, relays. I mean, it's, it's make, just making use of public key crypto, web sockets, and, um, and that's more or less it, to be honest. Um, so like one of the, the, and this is all documented in, in the, in, in this, on this channel, which is why this channel is so important. So that's the client, which you showed from two years ago, that was the first Twitter client, which was made on Nostar. Um, actually Nostar is far more powerful than just Twitter. And, and a lot of people aren't realizing this again, all these Twitter clones being created currently. Uh, but actually the, there's a whole bunch of other use cases for, for Nostar. So in fact, the, some of the ideas which came from Nostar came from one of my own projects, which is Diagon Alley, which is a, a decentralized marketplace, um, resilient marketplace. So you, it doesn't matter if you take out um, uh, sort of t things which can be targeted, like the, the, the system still will persevere, it will still be resilient by using public key, public key crypto. So each user has their own um, public key, private key. And this is something which all those Bitcoiners are used to, but uh, the rest of the world isn't used to. And actually, public key crypto is the revolution, and Bitcoin is almost like a, a result of that revolution in, in cryptography. And, and, and so is Nostar, it's a result of that revolution in cryptography. So it's very exciting. It's very cool that Jack Dorsey gave it a good boost. Now, there's a whole bunch of people with their eyes on it and, and investing money. And in. I know a bunch of funds which are setting up right now, investment funds, VC investment funds, which are going to be Nostar-centric and will be focused on Nostar. Um, being the uh, the owner of Nostar.com, I'm, I'm kind of happy because I'm like, one day maybe I get to pass it on to Jack Dorsey for a, for a decent sum. Um, but no, it's it's super exciting. It's a very powerful uh, protocol which could have, you know, it's what it's what the world needs. It's what the internet needs. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's on the, the Twitter use case. If you're a uh, if you're sort of a user of Twitter, you have a public key, private key, you just sign a note with your private key, publish it to one of these relays. And then people who are subscribed to your public key, they will receive those notes um, and they can verify that it's you who signed it. And then using, you know, just crypto stuff, you can encrypt those uh, messages and you could have direct messaging. So it works really well in Twitter. But um, in Alan Bits, we have uh, Diagon Alley, which was the, the original the thing which kind of influenced the creation of Nostar, which is the marketplace. And in that um, use case, uh, uh, the merchant has their own public key, private key, and they have a reputation pegged to that. And the customer has the same thing. Um, and then you have these sort of front-end markets where people can see all the products and they can buy things. But if the, the front-end market gets taken out, it's not like this massive inconvenience for people because they still have their, their keys and they can still verify that their reputation and their products are their own and they can just point them at a different sort of front-end indexer. Um, so now in bits we're working on that. Uh, but yeah, super exciting. And I, I, I like the fact it's, it's getting the, um, no, you know, the, 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 the people are really starting to recognize it as a, as, a, as a powerful technology. There's a conference in Costa Rica in March, which I'm going to. It's like a small conference organized by Jack Dorsey, uh, Nostra Rica. And I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm, uh, I've actually got a, uh, an Airbnb there and I've got a couple of spare beds and Rockstar dev from BTC pay server. Um, so has, is cause, so one of the people who's staying in my Airbnb is the, uh, cause he's organizing, you know, people who needed somewhere to crash. And one of the people staying in my Airbnb is the second person to ever work on Bitcoin. 
which to my surprise was not half any. It's some other dude. I can't remember his name, but he's uh, he's staying in my Airbnb. So I'm gonna definitely get try and get an interview for the um, for WCN with that dude. Very cool, Ben. Congratulations! It's been incredible seeing Noster take off. Uh, ugly old goat Jimmy Song is impressed with Noster, and they've just added a Bitcoin integration on to Domus, and now you can zap people small amounts of Bitcoin over the Lightning Network. What do you think of Noster? You know, I just heard of it, and my group actually sent me the Jimmy Song uh, uh, tweet. And so, you know, what I want to encourage people is I am not, uh, I'm an economist, self-taught economist. I, I don't understand the tech and uh, of Bitcoin, but I want to emphasize you don't need to if you hang with the right people and the people that have integrity and it, uh, we all get sorted out. And Jimmy Song is one of those, you know, who I can hang my head on and trust. And when he says something like that, my eyes and ears perk, perk up because uh, he is a trusted uh, source for me. And uh, <clears throat> I'm not on the level of, of you guys that are on <laughs> my world's a different world. I'm, I'm much more hands-on. I'm much more, uh, you know, I'm not into the, the, the high tech world, but I am into the, the world of economics. I was into free market money long before there was Bitcoin. And so uh, that's where I'm coming from. Everybody comes from a different point of view, but it's kind of like the same thing. You know, those of us who know, we didn't get caught up on all this crap with, uh, you know, Luna and Terra and Bankman and all this stuff, because uh, we, some of, we had, you know, we probably, most of us went through the shit going <laughs> era at some time in our life but we learned it and it's a lesson well learned and so we're able to move on and do these new things and you know and that's what i'm excited about we just adopted azteco because it seems to be perfect down here in mexico because uh we're not it were it's vouchers where it's really not bitcoin we're selling vouchers vouchers which of course can be redeemed uh, for Bitcoin or on the Lightning Network or on Bitcoin, which is just a very unique way of introducing. And, and I, I, uh, I'm excited about that. That's where I'm at. And uh, we're, I, the other thing that I've really learned uh, this last couple of years is I've always kind of gone from the top down and we're completely structuring it different. We are starting from the bottom up. We are having a little house here. We're starting to have our meetings. We're gonna. We want to bring Bitcoin to our community to Ensenada. I don't know if we can pull it off or not, but it's not easy. It takes a long time. Uh, but a, a, a true Bitcoiner is patient and disciplined, and yet we also execute. Those are three things that are qualities, and that's what I teach on trading too. If you can develop those, it's not knowing where the market is going. It's just being patient being well-disciplined and being able to, to do what you do, do what you do well and hodl Bitcoin. It's real simple, isn't it? Well, and even before Bitcoin, there was the idea of the cypherpunks and people who wanted information to be free and to be able to say as many horrible things as they wanted, but also to say true or untrue or whatever you wanted and so forth. And things like Noster that are open protocols allow us to go back to those original ideas before the corporate internet, before Facebook and Twitter, these large VC-backed projects 
which get all their funding by advertising and selling information about you, uh, took over. There is another option, and it's exciting. While it's slow-moving uh, turtle of open source uh, catching up to that hair of Facebook and Twitter and so forth. I would I would like to let me interject as well. Sorry, I, I forgot to mention this that um, the uh, so yeah, Nostal was predominantly made by Bitcoiners, but back in the day on the Telegram group, if you spoke too much about Bitcoin, people, we would boot you off because we were like, no, this is this is a separate protocol which isn't bitcoin and it's just using public key crypto however it's built by bitcoiners because that's what we're into and uh, i remember it, it was in fact rockstar dev we almost got booted off because he kept going on like oh this would be amazing with bitcoin blah 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 and this this new thing with nip 57 which is what tyler Dutton's talking about which is bitcoin on nostar um uh, it's almost like we're like okay we've made it people know what nostar is now we can just talk about how we all love bitcoin let's get bitcoin on this thing as well um, and it is, you know, it's like uh, boiled eggs and soldiers. It just goes so well. Um, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to, to get that in there because I didn't mention it before that actually back in the day, like we, we would try, we tried to sort of separate the two things that they weren't related, but clearly they are because all the people working on it are in fact Bitcoins. Because um, like Ogilvy was saying that, that I think being a Bitcoin, you, 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 you have a certain set of ideals, a certain set of principles on, on sort of freedom. And then um, they translate very well when it comes to, you know, combining some of the problems which we have on the internet currently. Well, and I think that's what's really been exciting the media lately about Nostra is that it's these ideas of Bitcoin and these cypherpunk ideas come together. And that once you have this network where you can say anything you want, and then by the way, we also have this currency and we have the lightning network, and now you can back whatever you want with money. It's all right there. And they're starting to really see how society could change when you throw in things like the Canadian trucker protests, which you may or may not agree with, but they were backed by Tallycoin, which could never touch their funds and allowed them to fundraise with Bitcoin to then do what they want to do uh, with their money. Martin Wismayer, what do you think about Noster and open networks uh, starting to take over? I'm just gradually getting started with Noster. Um, the reason being is that there's so many new projects and I tend to like wait until it gets some momentum to get interested. I think it's really cool. Um, the, the, the World Wide Web as we know it is not what it was like these, the internet was designed to do. The internet was designed to be a decentralized place store of information. And what we've seen over the past wait, 15 years or so is that all of the world's information is basically concentrated in five or six massive data silos with names like Google, Amazon, uh, Microsoft, and, and the others. And with Twitter, I mean, I don't see much info on Nostra on Twitter. I currently only see Elon Musk's tweets. I had to actually block Elon Musk to get rid of all his tweets. It's like, you know, I don't even follow the guy and, and yet all his tweets come popping up. So this is that somebody else is deciding what I'm viewing and that's wrong with Noster. You can take back that power and you decide what you want to publish and who you want to follow. And there's no crazy algorithms yet, uh, but uh, nothing like that. It's, 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 I think it's what the internet was meant to be. And it, it, the nice thing about it is that it's a it's a platform. So I suspect that I expect a lot of new apps to coming up, but the ones that need fixing most at this moment is like 
you know, instant uh, like uh, Twitter like applications because it's like the the fire hose of information on the internet. You know, information now, and and this is what it fixes first. But I think we'll see a lot of applications coming. Uh, in the near future to build on the Nostra protocol. And I think this is awesome. Uh, congratulations really to, to, to Ben and everyone you know, who, who works on Nostra. It's, it's really good that the big wigs like uh, Jack Dorsey is now like, you know, actively promoting it a bit. So uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, Elon Musk is, uh, is, is getting pretty nervous about this. And he, he should be <laughs> because he paid way too much for a dead blue bird. So uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, this is uh, this is one to be watched. Um, you know, uh, I, I had a bit of problem finding a good client, but I think I found a, a proper client. And maybe yes, I mean, why call it those difficult names? You know, some countries they can't even pronounce this, but there's many clients, also different clients for iOS, different clients for Android. There's a web-based client. If you're running Umbrel, uh, which is like a self-contained, easy to install Bitcoin node, uh, which you can run on a Raspberry Pi or something a little bit more powerful, then you can run your own Noster Relay server. Just with a few clicks, you install the app and just let it go. And I think this is a cool thing about it. You know, we don't, we all have a super fast internet connection nowadays and we barely use it for anything that makes sense. Okay, we use it to watch Netflix, but for the rest, we don't use most of our bandwidth. So we could like really decentralize the internet by making sure that everybody runs their own Nostra Relay and, you know, people connect to that and family and friends. And personally, I think the internet will only succeed or mankind will only succeed if if our digital um if 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 the digital world or the architecture behind the digital world the internet reflects the way we live and communicate in the physical world so it's very important that that those two are aligned if 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 our digital world like is like we have now where everything is concentrated in five or six information silos big corporations that want to know everything about you so they can send you more targeted advertising that's just wrong it, it, it the way we communicate in the physical world is that we would sit around a campfire and we use that to tell our stories and nowadays the internet is that campfire around which we tell our stories but it would be really creepy if 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 you're sitting around the campfire and constantly Mark Zuckerberg is is like oh we we'll just interrupt I just I just want to interrupt before you tell your story I've got a word from our sponsor and this is just wrong so so I think for the internet to succeed it should be a reflection of our the architecture behind it should be a reflection of the way our physical world is organized and. I think Noster is doing a good job on that. And, you know, maybe it's too early to cheer, but there's nothing else. So let's give it a go. Verify your Noster public key on the Twitter, because that's the last thing you have to post on Twitter or Facebook. And then help migrate all your friends over to that fantastic new network. Okay, this is my shameless pimp, but, you know, you get my drift, right? It's that our digital infrastructure should reflect our physical world. Otherwise, we're going down a wrong, wrong path with society as such. Blew my hair back. Beautiful, beautiful way of putting it.
It does oh, sound specifically <laughs> terrifying a Soviet nightmare to have all of your small talk tracked and then used against you. But it's just that's for so advertising. Much. It's okay. That's, that's, that's what's happening right now. That's, we don't realize it, but that is what's happening right now. You know, if they want to trace back, you know, it, it, oh, oh, did you catch a deer? Or, is it a deer? Oh, it's a dog. Oh, it's so cute. Wow. Oh, I thought it was something you got from the forest or something, you know, <laughs> a baby deer or something. Yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, um, yeah. But right now the the internet is broken. We need to fix it, and I think Nostra is a step in a good in a good step in that direction. And if we have a protocol on which the world can build applications, whether it's you know what we need now, a Twitter alternative. But what we need in the near future is a decentralized marketplace and stuff like that. Uh, that all the better, especially if there is a standard protocol on which we can build. So we can build, we can focus on building applications instead of designing a protocol. And that's really important from a developer's perspective is that there's like tools that you can use to build the next killer app. Uh, without it, you're not going to build any killer app because you will be thinking about the protocol underlying your application okay that that's that's i think i could go on for this for hours but i think this is uh, this is this is my main thing thinking way of whatever well Keep one of the really neat things that elon got to buy when he bought twitter was everyone's direct messages now they could all leak in a file or he or a programmer could trip over a cable and get access to them something like that but if you used a protocol like Noster. You could encrypt all of your messages so only you with your key or the person you're communicating with their key would have access to it. So obviously that's going to provide a lot of terror to those three-letter organizations. Uh, but as we've all said here, I think the cloud is someone else's computer. So it's always been a bad idea. Dan, Eve, a little bit more on Noster. What do you think? Well, it's, it's incredible how it's blown up. You know, you've got household names that uh, like Snowden and Jack Dorsey that are uh, you know, really, um, you know, shouting about um, about Nostar, which is which is amazing. There's, there's a lot of the recent buzz as well has been about uh, the sending of that. So, get, you know, something that that Twitter, um, you know, took took so long to to kind of start integrating the idea of like you know using Lightning payments, and and now Nostar's done it in such a such a, such a short short space of time, um, and the fact that it's a that you know it's an, it's an open source protocol that's that's um, more about um, servicing the users uh, than than servicing the, the the you know the shareholders and the the owners. Um, I think it's yeah, it's great. It's sort of you know, Bitcoin protocol decentralizes money, and and Nostar is decentralizing information. Um, and uh, so, Ben, I'm I'm intrigued though. What what what? Because you mentioned the uh, you know, the Twitter side is just a. One use case. What's what do you see as kind of some other use cases along with like Diagon Alley and, and any anything else that you can see Nostar Pros being used for? Well, I mean, so do you remember when you'd have those Andreas talks where he'd talk about um, how Uber one day will just be a, a piece of software and it will be decentralized? And well, I mean, so you can make an Uber, so you can have a, a, a note kind where. I'm a taxi service and I, I broadcast my geographical location. And then if someone wants a taxi, um, I could, you know, they can see me there. And then, you know, I can say, I can, I can 
so you, you can build that decentralized Uber. I can say, yeah, I'll take that fare. And then I think reputation is the real big thing. Like when we crack the reputation, uh, there's a bunch of stuff for reputation now currently, but it's not like 100%. But um, you've got a public key, private key, so you can you can build reputation. Um, and then uh, if you're if you're if you're someone who wants you know a lift from that Uber, then or, or you know decentralized Uber, or whatever you can see that that driver has a whole bunch of other, you know, sales or whatever, or, or, tran or uh, transactions where they were a, a good driver or a bad driver. And then depending on, you know, how much reputation you have or um, how well you can, you, you conduct yourself in that transaction will then impact the, the price for that service. So there's Uber's another one, great one. Um, uh, decentralized marketplaces, um, uh, Twitter, someone's made a Reddit. What's kind of cool as well is you can like, with Diagon Alley, for example, we're using direct messaging, um, NIP4, NIP um, which I wrote, by the way. So we're using the direct messaging uh, NIP. So we're encrypting the information to um, direct, from merchant to customer. So, you know, when you can t ask, where's my product, blah, blah, blah. Um, what's kind of cool is, 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 is if you've got, a, say, a Twitter client running, then in your DMs in Twitter, you could have the conversations for your marketplace uh, pop up in your DMs for your Twitter client because the, the, the protocol doesn't know that you're using two different clients. So it means that you can have like cross-client interoperability. So a tweet can find its way onto a Reddit or, you know, uh, a direct message on Twitter could find its way into a direct message on, you know, a diagonally decentralized marketplace or an Uber. Um, and you can have multiple keys. So I might be, you know, a terrible um, seller of products, but I might be a great taxi driver and I can have two separate key pairs. And it doesn't matter like what my actual identity is. It, your, your, your potentiality to, and money or whatever is is based on um, the whatever you've built up on, which is connected to that key pair. Um, so it's it's like, yeah, I mean it's 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 the it's you let your imagination go, and it's 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 interesting to see actually that all these people are are building all these Twitter centric um, clones and talking about Nostra as a kind of Twitter alternative, when really its applications are far more diverse, and I think that's when. Uh, people really get excited about Nostar is when they see all the different applications you can use it for. It's very cool. I'm, I'm, I, uh, I'm definitely swung after, especially after Martin's uh, horrifying alternative of, of Mark Zuckerberg popping up behind your Kumbaya stories around the campfire, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, it's I wanted to wait there. Sorry, I need to just quickly, like, can I screen share? Oh, Thomas, can you quickly let me do a screen share shell, please? Um, so in Alan Bits, we have a bunch of, uh, entire screen. So in Alan Bits, we have like a, um, a bunch of extensions, which have, have been, it's funny because they've been sort of like on the back burner for ages. And now with all the interest in Nostar, we're like pushing them forward a little bit more. But one of them is like, um, Martin was saying about the, being able to spin up your own relay. Um, so can you see my screen? Yes. Yeah, cool. Um, so this is a, a Nostar Relay extension. So we got we got a, a Nostar client extension as well, which 
if you've got Adam Bits running, you could have as like an always on client, which other extensions can talk to. But this is a Nostar relay for spinning up relays um, and it has a bunch of great functionality. And, and actually, Vlad, who, who built this, um, he just um, completed it today and it's, it's not been launched yet. So this is kind of a, a bit of an exclusive. Um, uh, but I, what, I, what I need actually is I need to just quickly grab this, this manifest file here so I can actually install it because uh, it's, it's not been released yet on the official LM bits uh, vested extensions. So if I save that and then go to add extensions, I can actually then install this extension. Um, and this is just running on my, my local server as well, by the way. So, so here now you can see Nostar Relay. So if I go to manage extension here and then I install this, uh, now my users of my LM bits can install, they can make use of that extension. Um, uh, where are we? Here we go. So if I enable, and then let's open up this bad boy. We can easily spin up a Nostar relay, multiple relays, in fact, um, and we can give them their own IDs if we want to. Ben's relay, um, whatever. And then public key. Oof. If I got a spare public key, I can, I can, I tell you what, if I open a new private window, and then if I go to Enigma, Enigma's a, a uh, a Nostar client, but it it, ought, it spins up a um, it spins up a profile for you, so I can actually take this public key here just as a, just as a demo as an example. Um, okay, so if I create relay, so here's my relay here, and what's cool about this is is um, I can offer so I can change my details here, but I can offer like a um, so. Like the reason Twitter had to start like selling your data and 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 doing the surveillance capitalism game is because they need to pay for storage of your information. That's one of the main reasons. So in here, you can say, well, you know, you can get free storage of up to a megabyte. However, you can also have a pay plan, and then if you go beyond the megabyte, then you can require certain amounts of satoshis. And this is where Bitcoin and Lightning really comes into play. Like you can do streaming of of, of value for someone storing your tweets if you want them to. Um, and then you can do a whole bunch of other cool stuff as well with your relay, such as having an allow ban list, block list. So, you know, like Martin said, maybe you've just got a relay for your friends and family, then you could just allow their public keys, their Nostar public keys. And then even if you're using something like Damus and they're connected to this relay, those messages which they send will just go through your relay and won't um, go to other relays as well, because it will just be restricted to the, the public keys on there. And then you can spin up as many relays as you want. So that's one of the extensions which we've got um, about to be launched in, in Alan Bits. Uh, so all very exciting and yeah, uh, um, a bit techno babbly, but is, have I stopped screen sharing? Yes. All right, cool. But yeah, we'll, we'll launch those over the weekend and next week, but yeah, keep an eye out for them. <laughs> Now I'm muted. Uh, once again, I think we're getting closer and closer to a science fiction future. Everyone needs to read the book Fall by Neil Stephenson. He talks about several of these ideas. He talks about people working together under an alias to like publish papers and then having like an academic identity of that alias and that you would hire that alias, which might be multiple people for a job because they're good at the academic papers they've written. Uh, in the same way, they had so much misinformation and false information that they have to create filters and that everything you read from the Internet must go through a filter, usually a human, if you had the money, 
uh, to filter out your feed of what's coming in as well as what's going out because every imaginable lie about you would be written as well as every imaginable truth. Uh, but let's move on to the exit question. Uh, five years in the future, three years in the future or never, will we switch from centralized networks like Twitter to decentralized networks like Noster? Let's go to ugly old goat. What do you think? Three years, five years or never? Well, I'm not sure of your question because if you're saying universally, I would say never because I think there's a use for both. And, you know, that's what I'm uh, I, uh, I'm I'm getting ready to write a little bit uh, about that. Uh, and it's it's like um, the shit coins. They are completely centralized and they can, I think they there can be a specific use hasn't come yet you know except very limited ways uh but i don't do i think i i people want the convenience and plus we all have limited capabilities and mine are much more limited than these guys up here so i you have to bring it down to my level um cell phones don't work well for me because i'm old and they're too little and it's you know, you guys are going round and round and I, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time. I got the principles I adopt. I mean, I, I saw Bitcoin. So I saw, yeah, that's it. But to, to apply that, it's like, uh, uh, Eddie, my assistant who's sitting here next to me, we learned, uh, I knew a business of, of, of voice broadcasting. I knew all the ins and outs, but technically he managed it, uh, better than I ever could because, you know, but he, it, it took me to, to teach him how. So I think there's a use case for both. I think it's very important uh, that we build a society of trust. I, uh, my mentor is E.C. Harwood, and he said, you know, for integrity, there is no substitute. And so we, we are, uh, and that's the beauty about Bitcoin. Yeah, you're going to get disappointed. We're all sinful men. Uh, we're going to fall short. But the ideal principles of, uh, you know, honesty and integrity, just because we fail in, in certain instances, it does not diminish those ideals. So in that sense, I think uh, we still, we're not going to, we can only really put our trust in an almighty who's in sovereign and perfect and in perfect control. Because other than that, if we don't have that, then we are going to fail. I'll leave it at that. It is interesting how easy technical people think it is to get people to change, but people really do get kind of entrenched. They, they like their Facebook, they like their Twitter, they don't want it to change. And as Ugly is saying, there's also other centralized networks like Spoutable and other things that people who worked at Twitter are now creating that will be centralized alternatives that might be more plug and play easier than Noster. Uh, maybe it doesn't disconnect sometimes and lose half of your followers. Things like this seem to happen occasionally. Uh, Martin Wishmayer, what do you think? Three years, five years or never, will we get rid of centralized networks like Twitter and sits to switch to decentralized networks like Noster? Um, personally, I think it will take a uh, five years, but 
Uh, there is a big, but we really have to make it more user-friendly. As Goat said, uh, it's just not plug and play right now. I mean, if I open up my profile settings for Amethyst, you know, the the, the Amethyst, you know, the, the app with the difficult name that installs on Android when you search for Noster in the App Store, let me call it that. If I if I click on edit profile, I just expect it to be able to like upload a banner Im, Im image, upload my profile image. No, no, it asks for an avatar URL and a banner URL. So I need to host it somewhere. See, this is already my mom would not like totally sign up, sign off there. But then it goes on. It asks for my NIP05 field. I mean, what the fuck? I just started your roster. What's a NIP05? What's a NIP? You know, what happened to NIP123 and 4? I mean, LN error address or a LN URL outdated. I didn't know it was outdated, but most people don't even know what an LN URL is. So stuff like this has to change. You know, it has to be a lot easier, but there will be like bright minds that will build on this and will make it easier for others to join but right now yes you know it's it's like a it's it's like messaging but in an ikea like put it together yourself type of style and this 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 should be like ready made ready to roll click and go and should be up and running in just a few minutes so yes this is why i think it will take five years maybe even 10 years if if it takes too long because you know developers usually get carried away in adding new features but they it's not sexy to improve existing features. So they like to build new features. So things like this might take a while to get fixed, but give it some time and we'll be decentralized because Thomas, I think the future is decentralized. Whether it will take three, five, 10 years, it will eventually happen because our internet speeds are so fast that we need to do something with all this broadband internet we've got everywhere nowadays. And there's no need to store it on somebody else's server. If you can just like have like a tiny little Raspberry Pi or other cheap, cheapo uh, computer running, I don't know, in, in your meter, in the meter cupboard or something. So, so there's, no, there's no need for third-party services, especially considering um, the speed of our broadband internet connections at home. So yes, I think we will all be decentralized, but please, please fix this complicated profile settings and stuff. And don't make me host my avatar image uh, on somebody else's server. Just make sure I can upload it in the app. Okay, that, that's it. Okay, that, that's it for now. I agree, Martin. It's not only the uh, broadband speeds, but also the processors. We carry around these incredibly powerful phones. Our computers are powerful. Even the computer in my car is incredibly powerful and could probably run a network like this in the background, sending around the relays. Dan, Eve, show me some positivity. Three years, five years, never. Tell me it'll happen overnight and there'll be a Super Bowl ad and everyone will adopt decentralized networking almost instantly. I think I think it's uh, you know I don't think it's I'd like to see it within the next sort of two to three years, but I think it is going to be a, a, a bit slower. Um, I, I think if you use things like I'm using like Donis, I signed up and and it seems pretty pretty plug and play. Like you know it's quite kind of sim quite simple. So maybe Amethyst or whatever the 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 one that you have is a bit more kind of clunky. 
Um, but it all depends on on the the UI that's being built on the protocol, right? It's not the actual protocol that's the issue. It's the it's the UI that's being built on top. Um, but um, and with uh, Avial Goat, that, that some you know there is still a use for for centralization, um, and th that people like it. They don't like the responsibility of of, of holding their own data and 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 making sure that it's backed up, etc. They'd rather that someone else, uh, you know, they offset the risk to someone else, um, and they're happy to watch their eyes. They have their eyes burning watching adverts continuously, and and Mark Zuckerberg popping up around the campfire. So I think it's going to be slightly slower than. Sort of, I think it'll be five years, five years plus, but it's going to happen. It, it will definitely happen. I think it's just Amherst. It's the name of a gem. It's like an emerald or a ruby or an Amherst. Uh, ben Ark, uh, it's been two years since you launched Noster, talking about it on the World Crypto Network. Obviously, it's moved quickly. Jack and Snowden and even Jimmy Song are now fans. Do you think we'll get there in three years, five years, or never? Are people ready for decentralized applications? I mean, I think it's important to acknowledge that there's a, a war happening, like actively on the internet right now between this big centralized service, Twitter. I mean, let's just talk about not starting the, the Twitter um, context, but there's a, you know, Elon Musk has updated the Twitter terms of service. So if you talk about Nostar in your in your Twitter profile, then you could be at risk of being banned or having your tweets deleted. Um, and then you have this billionaire who helped who created Twitter on the other side, who who desperately understands that this thing should definitely not be under the control of one big corporation. That it's a commons, the whole world uses, and it should be a protocol. Like that's exactly what it should be. Um, and, and the 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 software which people it's funny because it was like what a month ago when Jack Dorsey started shilling Nostar, and uh, there was like five hundred people in the Telegram group, most of them developers making dorky software for developers, and then suddenly within a month it's like now we need to like have something ready for the world, um, and uh, actually considering the the short period of time and the amount of eyes which have been on uh, Nostar. I'm actually really quite impressed, like what solutions have come out, which are, uh, you know, kind of ready to use. There's a bunch of stuff which is protocol centric, which should be abstracted out, such as the NIT5 stuff, which Martin was talking about. Um, uh, but yeah, like Damas is, is a great example of like a, a pretty straightforward user centric experience. I think part of the problem is like, we've been sold this lie that, you're going to tweet something and then it will magically exist forever. And then how does that magic happen? Like you have to sell your privacy for that magic to happen. And then the reality is like, if you don't want to sell your privacy, then that becomes an ephemeral experience. And actually the, the format which Twitter is pretending to be, which is conversational. Like if we have a conversation in real life, that's ephemeral. It disappears after a period of time. I apologize the next day for the stupid shit I said. And then you're like, oh, okay, whatever then. Whereas in Twitter, that's recorded forever. And then it's on, you know, the internet. And then people can Google it. And they're like, oh, Ben's such a bad guy because he said this thing two years ago. And I can't recall it. And then occasionally you get these, like, people who don't care. And they'll just speak like they do in normal life on Twitter. And then those people suddenly seem more real. You know, you get the, the, the Trumps and the Andrew Tates and whoever else. 
and they're playing the game because like most of us understand these things are recorded forever and then we're, we're conservative in what we say whereas those people don't care and they just say whatever and then they seem more real and then that, that attracts like a big following and actually so they're just piggybacking off the back that there's this this thing which is pretending to be conversational but it's not conversational like martin said it doesn't reflect real life actually information is ephemeral it disappears and then you know people forget stuff and whatever um and and, and the uh you know being the privilege of being able to store things forever maybe that should have a cost to it and maybe that should be something we should pay for in a relay and if you want to pay for that by by you know giving your privacy away and just having advertising cool whatever but then you could also pay for it with SaaS as well so it becomes very nostalgic the most interesting thing about nostar is it's your choice as the user whatever you want to do you can do that I don't know. I think the real lie is this idea that places like Facebook and Twitter are civic spaces like a town square when they really seem a lot more like shopping malls. The things that you say are grossly controlled by corporations for corporations ends and there's a lot of filters and censorship that you wouldn't see in the town square, although they are built on top of the Department of Defense and the Army's networks, which were a lot more like public squares. Uh, because we allowed VCs to build them quickly with venture capital and based on advertising, we've gotten those networks. We've gotten the worst possible internet. But we're running out of time. Moving on to issue four, Keanu Reeves' criticism of crypto is only going to make it better. The star of The Matrix says to dismiss crypto because of its volatility will strengthen it in terms of how it's safeguarded, saying that I think the principle, the ideas behind an independent currency are amazing. Adding that to poo-poo crypto or the volatility of cryptocurrency, it's only going to make it better in how it's safeguarded. Martine Wismer, what do you think about Keanu Reeves, the star of the matrix coming out in support of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency? I mean, I can be really short about this. How can you disagree with the guy whose name was Neo and was like met the architect in the Matrix? I'm, I'm totally on board with him. No, he, he saw the lights. He saw, he, he saw through the Matrix and then he discovered Bitcoin. I mean, really, we saw it years ago, but you know, he was stuck in his Matrix, but now he discovered it too, so... Yes, crypto will only become stronger, but Bitcoin, he means crypto is, is probably all the little numbers you see on your screen when you look into the matrix, but behind it is Bitcoin. Yes, Keanu, good job. It's great to have Neo on board. We could also use Gandalf, maybe Patrick Stewart. Ugly old goat, what do you think of celebrity Keanu Reeves coming uh, to crypto? It's great, but you know who the number one celebrity is? I'm looking right at him, Thomas. You know, you brought all this on. I mean, you are the Neo. So I'm sitting here. I can't believe I'm on this show with a guy that I watched years ago when Jimmy Song and Tone Bass. And I never, I, Ben Arkman, who is this guy? The new Satoshi of No Star, who I just heard about. It. Man, you, you have pioneered uh bitcoin for guys like me and i just want to thank you you're the neo and uh you've been at it you've been consistent 
and uh, we all owe a great debt to you. And th thank you so much for having me on. I, I'm very honored. Don't overdo it because uh, then, you know, it's, uh, it, it'll be difficult to deal with for the next episodes. <laughs> no, I'm not going to change that. I, <laughs> I had a conference. I, he wouldn't come and MC it because of COVID, you know. <laughs> Oh, I, sec uh, I second that on Thomas. Thomas is the is the neo and brings us all together and creates indeed. all these great things. So. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, thank, thanks so much. I believe that's really nice of you to say. And uh, just for everyone out there, you can be the own neo of your story. You can go out there and make your make your history, do what you want to do. Uh, Dan, Eve, what do you think about Keanu Reeves joining us in crypto? Well, it's cool that he's he's kind of finally red pilled himself, right? He, he chose he chose the blue, uh, the red out of the blue. Uh, he did. He, he is interestingly like a, he kind of U turned on on NFTs, right? So he he his interview a year or so ago, he wasn't into NFTs, and now he's like backing NFT projects. I think he's he's sort of you know he's involved in multiple NFT projects, um, but at least you know he's he's um, public about about Bitcoin. And uh, and the fact that I, I kind of as soon as I heard the quote about like the you know, if you if you um, if you 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 criticize Bitcoin, it'll only go stronger. It kind of made me think of that scene from The Matrix where where you know the Oracle says, uh, you know, don't worry about the vase. So it kind of made me think like of the the, the um, saying like, would you would you still have bought Bitcoin if, if uh, the SEC hadn't have called it worthless tulips or whatever, you know? and uh jp morgan so it, whatever it does it kill it uh makes it stronger um ultimately so anyone that talks about it especially if it's um uh from from a sort of you know, a, a household name like warren buffett or whatever they're still spreading the word about bitcoin and uh people are going to still learn about it you know they may start off um, negatively and just believing the press and uh, easily you know dismissing it um as you know as, as as silly internet money and whatever and then as soon as you understand the potential it turns you and it, and it makes you see a, a different side of of how of money and how money should be for for the people rather than be from you know from central banks and controlled by central banks and um and out of your control as a as a human being so it's also good like amazing to have a, a, you know another big big name on 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 our side plus it's, it's it's from Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, right? So this is this must be part of the incredible journey of realization uh, uh, that Bitcoin is uh, sound money. And here's well, I, just, I, I just saw the actor, uh, the history teacher from Bill and Ted's, and he was in like an old like Twilight Zone or something in the '60s. And I'm just sitting there the whole time. I'm like, where do I know that guy? And that's like, oh yeah. And you're telling me that Caesar was a salad dressing dude. But it's great to have Keanu with us. I think if you go back to that NFT interview, Dan, I think that he didn't know what NFTs were. He was surprised. And then I think very shortly after that, he found out that the movie company had already made NFTs of him and Carrie Ann Moss and all these other Matrix characters. And he was like, what is going on? And I, probably later on, they explained it to him. They're like, yeah, we're going to do these things and they're collectibles and you get a cut this time. Uh, actors like it. They like it a lot better when they get a cut. They're always surprised. They're like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm making money in what now? Because the streaming thing, they had all those contracts, no streaming at all. So they just started streaming movies with your face in them. And you're like, oh, I guess that's happening. Uh, ben Ark, what do you think about Keanu Reeves, Neo, Bill and Ted, uh, The Matrix joining us in crypto? I think it's great. And I think he, so, he sounds so informed and, and, and collected and, and wise. 
And it's uh, a far cry away from, you know, like Bill S. Preston Esquire from the films. And uh, I, I want to go back to what Ugly was saying, actually, because, like, yeah, we've got Keanu Reeves now, but, man, like, you know, Thomas practically invented NFTs with Kuro cards. So we've got Martin here, who's had one of the first ATM companies to ever exist. And we've got Dan here, who was, like, rapping and, and, and about Bitcoin before people were rapping about Bitcoin. Like, Josh, who's often on the show as well, and he, he came up with this in, incredible, like, um, uh, glass books protocol for for the exchange did a whole bunch of things with Altura first time like it's such an it's, it's such a privilege to be part of like a channel with so many OGs and, and ugly as well like ugly who's been consistently right in like economics and, and in trading and you've seen all these other like you know trading thought leaders just kind of fall by the wayside and ugly just continues to to pine on through um it's such a great channel man and like one day maybe we'll get Keanu Reeves on here as well and like welcome to the welcome you know welcome to the fray Keanu but like we've been here for a while and there's some, there's some it's an incredible channel it's just to is a it's a, the old ghost probably got a little sentimental about the UCF but wow I can't wait till we get him on we'll just uh we'll quote non-stop Bill and Ted to him we'll just be like the truth is knowing that you know nothing nothing so great us so great so great <laughs> But we're running out of time. We have one more bonus issue just breaking today. Issue five, Binance considers severing U.S. ties in the face of crypto crackdown. The crypto exchange has been investigated by a host of U.S. regulators and governance agencies. For those of you keeping score from the future, we are still in the time period where Binance is considered a company and allegedly is not yet an international criminal conspiracy. Dan Eve, Binance is taking $400 million back from the U.S. entity and uh, separating more so. They have no location, no headquarters. Briefly, they were in Malta, but there were too many rules there for Binance, allegedly still working out there in the world, an amazing organization. What do you think about the latest so-called crackdown on Binance? It was kind of a, only a matter of time, right? Because with all these other companies um, being being chased by the SEC and and having rules imposed them and crank it, cracking, um, you know, just having to pay a thirty million fine about staking, and obviously, you know, Coinbase has, has been cozied up for a while, but uh, they're still under the uh, under the BD watchful eye of the SEC. So Binance have kind of evaded it for quite a while. And it now seems like that's starting to come to an end, especially with you know Paxos had to stop issuing BUSD. That's that's pretty uh, you know it's pretty bad for them, especially as you know BUSD is like still in the top. It's like it's the, what it's one of the top ten. Yeah, it's like number eight in terms of market cap of, of stable coins. So that's quite a significant hit. And if they have to scale down the US operations. Um, uh, you know they they just might have to go that way to to reduce the risk and 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 kind of. Um, uh, and keep operating the way they are, right? Which is which seems on the surface, you know. I, I think CZ as a as a kind of as a leader, he, he seems quite um, to me. I think quite honourable in that you know they, they have the safe through funding. He's um, he's he, they, he's quite transparent about issues that happen. Obviously, there's internet sleuths who, who whenever a little Binance issue happens, they'll they'll sort of find, you know find some inconsistencies with his stories, but largely they're quite open, especially for a, the CEO of a, of a platform. So, um, I think um, it could be 
you know, it's not very positive when uh, when regulators chase out a business entity, especially one that's got such power and 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 um, uh, not sorry, power is a bad word, but it obviously does have power. But it's actually providing a service and it's done it successfully um, for for a long while. You know, they've got a good customer base and a lot of people use Binance. It's a nice, easy to use platform and it's also got advanced features. So you can see why it's sort of grown as a business. Um, but um, yeah, I think I think their time is up from evading the authorities, and uh, and they're going to get clamped down on soon. So um, yeah, it's uh, it seems to be the season of regulation, right? CZ is incredible and definitely a visionary, but it still seems like a riverboat shitcoin casino floating from place to place in international waters, always uh, on the run. Ugly old goat, what do you think about Binance and the crypto crackdown? All right. Well, the crypto crap is, is a crackdown is what it is. The problem is uh, not Binance. The problem is uh, the United States government thinks they have control over uh, anything the United States citizens do. So, you know what? There needs to be a revolution in the United States because why should the why does the U.S. government have jurisdiction? I can't trade on uh a lot of these exchanges the goat lady can because she's not american citizen i'm at the point do i keep my u.s citizenship or not you know when arthur hayes was prosecuted why didn't they prosecute all the people that lied so they could trade on his better platform because everybody went to the best platform but they had to lie they are the ones that were committing the fraud not Arthur Hayes. That's why he's up here. That's why he's the Bitcoin standard bearer. Because he took shit for you guys. And I'm talking about every U.S. citizen that was trading on, 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 on that. You're the problem, United States. You're not the solution. You think you're the solution. You're the problem. They also had an interesting idea recently that since Ethereum staking was mainly taking place inside the United States, that they then own that network and could do anything they want with it because you know it was mainly there martin wishmare what do you think about the crypto crackdown on binance oh binance is a bit of an old duck exchange wise it's uh i think organizational structure is like a hydra there's binance is everywhere they all look the same but they're all different and you can chop one head off and you know it will just reappear in malta or it will get regulational approval in france or somewhere else so yeah I, I i understand there is investigations in the past there was some issues i believe with their u.s entity that was like not really an entity but was just there for the books and it was like it, it, it it's let it's complicated um i think the approach they took as a company was build it fast we'll fix it later uh, and then they found out that no need to fix it it works great as is uh, and now it's, 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 you know, they're catching up on him. Uh, I've had seen some, some strange things like um, uh, U.S. clients or uh, U.S. users trying to uh, use software that would go to Binance.com uh, with via API keys. So not the website, but via, you know, the API uh, keys. And they will be redirected to the U.S. entity and then it would break. So it's obvious that they they try to redirect based on where you were from but they didn't always work and that caused a lot of headache so so you know if if you put your if, if you put a lot of funds in an exchange i think 
you deserve to know where they are based and whether they are properly organized and not a sort of hide and seek hydra structure i don't think that's good you know i i got one of the credit cards that look really nice debit cards debit cards you can fund them with crypto i mean specifically say crypto because i think it works with bnb coin and a bunch of other shit coins and maybe also bitcoin but i don't know I, I don't like the card. I never used it. I never bothered to use it. But I hope they get their act together because, yeah, as you say, as you say, um, CZ, you know, is like pretty transparent in most things. Uh, he helped take the uh, uh, Sam Bankman's uh, shitcoin empire down. So kudos on him. Uh, yeah, so he's got some, definitely got some street cred. They do a lot of volume, but they. They should just get their act together and become like a real company. And, and I think people, it's good for the clients in the long run. But, you know, if, if it means closing up their U.S. lemonade stand uh, and move elsewhere, why don't they just move to another jurisdiction and just set up shop there and just run it all from one place? It would make more sense instead of just doing the whole hide and seek runaway type of like we are currently based in Malta and now we're based in, in the UK or now we are regulated in France. I mean, it just makes no sense. People will use their exchange anyway, but it doesn't give a lot of confidence for the end user if they're doing this whole moving, roaming, traveling circus style operations. So yeah, they'll succeed, but you know, we'll see. Time will tell. They did end SBF, but they also funded him in the first place. So you have to watch out for that. Ben Ark, what do you think about Binance and the latest crypto crackdown? Uh, sorry, I was trying away on the telecom group. Sorry. Um, uh, I don't know what we're talking about. What was, what's the story? Remind me. They're uh, cracking down on Binance. They still have an, a U.S. operation. Uh, they're accused of taking $400 million out of the U.S. operation. There's a lot of questionable things allegedly happening. I know, I, I know nothing. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> the truth is knowing that you know nothing so creates. But we're running out of time, so we're going to go to exit question or story of the week. Dan, Eve, do you have a uh, prediction or a story of the week? Go ahead. Uh, I'm just going to go for a, uh, an easy prediction. I think it's going to be quite easy. That the the hash rate of Bitcoin will be 400 exahashes before the uh, before the year is up. Which isn't that much from now. It's only another like 20, 25%, 30%. And you know what Max Kaiser says? He says, price follows hash rate. At least he did years ago. Ugly old goat prediction or a story of the week? Go ahead. Well, I should have... I usually have a story, but I'm blank right now. So I'm oh, what, what do you guys have? Uh, what do you guys have going on at uglyoldgoat.com? Have you done anything new recently? Well, we've got a new lifetime membership uh, for new newbies. And you know, I, I started it out. I started at a tenth of a Bitcoin, but now that's way out of the and that's no, it's more than that. A half a Bitcoin is what I charged. It was only like. $400 when I started. So we started a whole new thing for newbies for $200 to get, we have a little, it's on the website. So it's on our, our, the Twitter page, but yeah, we're doing that. And the goat lady, she was here. She, she's been so busy. We've got, we, I'm a big believer in being busy and doing your thing and, and hodl Bitcoin. 
that, in other words, this whole thing about banking, you can create money as long as it represents real wealth. And biggest problem we have right now is that all those shit coins, they're not creating new wealth. They just create the money. But if you do create new wealth, you literally can. It's called self-liquidating commercial paper, and that's how banking worked on the gold standard, which few people understand. So, um, yeah, and I saw that Lawrence White's coming out with a new book. It's going to be out in about three or four weeks. Everybody needs to keep their eye out on that one. I'm looking forward to, to him because he was one of my mentors way back when, 40 years ago, when he started out, I was starting out. Well, that's great. It sounds like people can learn how to hodl, 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 build, 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 and save, save, save at uglygoat.com. Very good stuff. Uh, Martin Wishmayer, do you have a prediction or a story of the week? Go ahead. Well, my story of the week is that I'm now on Nostra, and you can find me on npub1e1e7w7xm, <laughs> whatever. Never mind. Just look on my Twitter profile, tweet, T-W-I-E-T. And you'll see my public key there. See, there, it needs a little bit of improvements, this whole Noster thing, because how am I going to share my profile on Noster without using Twitter? So, hey, Ben, Ben, is. that was... Wow. It is one of the fun things sometimes when you see a chat on Noster, if you don't have their names, it'll put in their pub keys, and it's two giant pub keys talking to each other. Ben, are they going to fix that? Yeah, so we got we got Knit Five, which is the thing which was like really clunkily added to to Martin's app. So so, so in Knit Five, Knit Five, you you can have like Martin at whatever. So it could be Martin at Twitter.com, for example, and then you could just have you know you know find me at, at Martin on Twitter.com. Um, so uh, and in fact, this is like one of the the use cases for because I'm like, what do I do with Nostar.com? There's all this excitement over Nostar, but like I've got Nostar.com, what do I do? VHF has put like a really nice. So if anyone's interested in the protocol, how it works, some good examples, go to Nostar.com. And now there's a really nice splash page, uh, which has that stuff in. But we should also probably sell handles at some point, which we could do with doing it five. Um, so you could pay X amount of SaaS and then have like, you know, Ben at Elevis. Uh, sorry, Ben at Nostar.com. Um, so yeah, so that is that that is a problem which has been tackled. That like, yeah, you are using public key crypto, but you can do it, you can hide it behind a handle. Uh, yeah, wow, yeah, that does just look nice. I wasn't. I, wasn't well, I still I still think one of the the funnest ideas ever was the Nostra Improvement Protocol, which became the NIPS, the and now NIPS. people talk about NIPS publicly and so on and so forth. Uh, ben Ark, do you have a prediction or a story of the week? Go ahead. Uh, story of the week quiz: We've been pulling out extensions in LM Bits, so now they're installable. They're actually installable. So the idea is that you will run your LM Bits install, and then when you when you add an extension, it's just like WordPress. You're actually downloading that extension and then installing into your LM Bits. Actually, for the UI, it's not that much of a leap. Because originally we just packaged all the extensions in with the, the software, but it is loads better because obviously, like, you probably only want to use a couple of extensions, and uh, by only using a couple of extensions, and there's not packaging all in all those extensions, your attack vector is much smaller. It also means we can take the core software and we can um, we can get it audited and get our beta as well. So uh, that and the Nostar stuff, so the Nostar client, the Nostar relay. 
and then also diagonally, um, which has been worked on in our bits as well. It's too much, man. It's too much. My head's spinning. I don't know whether coming or going. To be quite honest, I'm very giddy. Well, it sounds like a very another exciting week for Noster and LN Bits. Uh, thanks to everybody for us for joining us. Be sure to give us a thumbs up down below. Leave a comment. Uh, hello to everybody in the chat. And uh, until next time.